On Education's ISTE coverage is brought to you by Teacher Gaming. Mike, we're giving away a one-year subscription to Teacher Gaming. So Teacher Gaming has like 30 games, tons of games. Uh, one year is probably just enough time to play all of them, hopefully. Yes. That, I mean, this is just ridiculous. To enter, all you simply need to do is tweet a pick of your favorite game of all time. It could be a board game, a video game, whatever it is. Catan. Yeah, Catan. To at Teacher Gaming and tag on Education Pod, tag us, and that's it. That's it. That's it. Even if you aren't the winner, though, this giveaway, you can still get a 30-day free trial, and all you need to do is go to TeacherGaming.com. You'd still be a winner to us. Yes, you are still a winner. All right, welcome to the third and final day of On Education's ISTE special coverage. I am Mike Washburn. And I'm Glenn Irvin. Friends, we have an amazing pod for you today. We will recap the last day of ISTE, including EdTech Karaoke, the Classcraft's Questathon, and we even get to talk to D2L's Jeremy Odger. Mexico. They lost today, earlier this morning. Three to zero. <laughs> Sorry, who'd they lose to again? Sweden. You told me. Sweden. Sweden, yes. So. And then Germany losing saved your butt. Yes. So at the end of the game, every person in Mexico and all the fans that follow the Mexican team were tuned in to the Germany, South Korea, it has to be South Korea, um, game which was happening at the exact same time so there's no collusion um, and their game was going a little bit longer and it was tied zero to zero and then the Korean team scored a goal and like right at the end well basically if they tied Mexico would be in okay if they lost they would definitely be in so what it was probably about 10 minutes to go in the game and they scored a goal um, and made it one to zero and then Germany did something crazy. They pulled their goalie up, which never happens. I mean, I, I guess a, I could, that's a, that, dude, I that's see a that. hockey move. Yeah, that was. Uh, that's a hockey move. So you know that uh, what is that called? The open net goal that happens in hockey. Okay. Yeah. All of, yeah. That all happened. Time. That happened in the game, and Germany ended up losing two to zero. Right. Yes. Yeah. That's like a legit <laughs> normal hockey move. Yeah. Yeah. So they, awesome. So yep. So we're in the tournament. Hopefully, we don't play Brazil. <laughs> oh, and Germany's out of the tournament. They were the number one. Uh, team, Seed, right? They're the one team uh, in the world, so they're gone. But South Korea was wasn't the World Cup in South Korea like recently, like in the last eight or ten years? Weren't they good at one point? Didn't no. they have like a really good year recently? No, no. Okay, I don't no. know. I don't know. Thinking of a different sport, <laughs> but no. Maybe. Yep, yep. <laughs> I don't know anything about soccer. So you presented today? I did. Yes. I did. It was fun. It was good. Nice. I, you know, these presentations are really weird because, you know, a whole bunch of people come and then some people leave when they realize that it's not their thing or, or it's not what they were expecting, right? You always get some people that just kind of leave and that's fine. That's, I mean, that's normal. So you have to have that expectation that some people are just going to leave. And, mm-hmm. um, but what was really cool was that... You know, I, I, I ended fairly early. Like, I ended around 40 minutes in. And I planned that way. I had it set to be done. or My, my talk was about 40 minutes. Yeah. And then I had planned to um, let people play the games if they wanted to um, and, and just ask questions. Because, yep. you know, my topic was, like, a really, like, 
kind of almost like head exploding like with information it was information overload and I knew that so I wanted people to ask me questions because um, it, it's difficult to literally come out and then just do what I said you should be able to do um, and a lot of people stayed and asked questions and there was like some really good conversation and back and forth and um, there would be like we would say things and then someone else would say oh maybe you should try this instead like talking to the person who asked the question sure which was really cool so there was a really good like back and forth a bit that's cool about some cool ways you could iterate on on the game design project that I do and um, doing in, doing it in groups and maybe tying it to like things like social justice and causes like that I've thought about doing um, they brought up a bunch of stuff like that like we've been literally talking about me doing the project in groups like this whole week off and on and someone literally was like one of the first questions that asked have you ever thought about doing it in, in a group? groups yeah and I was like I'm literally thinking about it right now yes <laughs> so it was neat it was it was great it was fun I, I really enjoyed the experience I'm not super good at it yet I'm good at talking but I'm not good at like the scripted thing if I could just like do it like say it you know but I I want to make sure I hit on things so now I have a script and I had to like make sure I hit on all those stuff um yeah so yeah. That That's sounds awesome. It. Yep. it was fun. It was really fun. We have um, some stuff to talk about. Um, this is our last day at ISTE, so when we come back, we will um, we'll chat about that. Teachers, if you're interested in game-based learning, you simply have to check out Teacher Gaming. Mike, we are giving away a one-year subscription to Teacher Gaming. Teacher Gaming has so many games, I, I can't even keep track of it all. 30 games, uh, one year uh, subscription uh, is just enough time to get into all of them. Yes, so to enter, all you need to do is simply tweet a picture, a little pic of your favorite game. It could be a desktop type of game, it could be something you actually play like far as a video game or something handheld. World of Warcraft. Yeah, any of those, yes. And you need to just send it to at Teacher Gaming and tag on at on education pod and that's it even if you aren't the winner though right mike even if you aren't the winner you're yes. still a winner to us yeah you're still a winner and you can still get a 30-day free trial and test it out for yourselves by simply going to teachergaming.com everyone wins all right well welcome back today is the last day you already see there's people packing up and closing down shops the the press room closes in in a little over an hour uh, we've walked around we've talked to a bunch of people um, and and let's get into it there's some really good stuff here um, the first thing we just got a press release literally an hour ago I think the final number for the total attendance if you include vendors and, and those types of people 24,000 so that's even 4,000 more than what we had said last time huge number I think it's way more than than than, than ever um, I used to remember this conference being about 15,000, so 24 is a giant number. That's huge, yes. This facility is huge, though, too. So. It's cavernous. Yes. That's a nice big word. You went to EdTech Karaoke. Last night, there's this event that they do, um, and one of my friends, actually, that, that I'm going to mention a little bit later, she, had pre she was the one who actually told me about it a while back when she came to an open mic night that I was doing, she said, you should do EdTech karaoke, and I didn't know what that was. And I guess it's this big event. I went to it last night, and it's insane. It's uh, sponsored by various different companies, uh, EdTech companies, so they pay for basically the, there's a live band that plays the background music for 
whatever uh, no you're way. doing. Yeah, See, so, I didn't go, so I didn't, I don't... Yeah, so it's not a typical karaoke, so there, you have an actual live band, which, oh, you know, wow. they're super professionals, uh, could play whatever. Well, and the venue, too. And the venue is the House of Blues, which is which is <laughs> a pretty epic, epic place to go to in Chicago. Um, yeah, and then it was super awesome, super fun. I even got to sing, so that was awesome. Um, and there was some amazing talent. I mean, teachers are, we obviously know they're talented, but when some of these people got up on stage, it was just crazy. Are there any other good ones that you remember? Um, yeah, I just don't know who they are. Yeah, but there was several, I would say, at least four or five of the people that sang sounded like professional musicians. So they were that, that high of quality, and they jumped right in with the band. There's no practice or anything. You just get up there and you just sing the song, and they play along with you. You know they're like a pro band, wow. so you gotta you gotta know what you're friggin' doing. And these people were pff, ridiculous. I mean, there was a lot of fun people too, but there sure. was, but there was it didn't sound like karaoke a lot of the time. It was pro. How did you get like to do it? Like, did you have to sign up, or did you? Was yeah. there a queue? You have to sign up. I mean, to just attend the event, you have to. You get a ticket, sign, yeah. You have to sign up for a ticket, and then you have to go get the ticket because there was a limited number of right. people that they, they oversold it. And then uh, to be able to get on the stage, you had to do a one-minute audition in front of uh, a like panel? Th- this little, like a group of people that are that host the event. Okay, in like a separate room or something? No, right in the expo hall. So you just they pulled you off to the side and they go go. You have one minute to sing. Like so. here. Yeah, yeah, down there. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. So I think Simbaloo, <laughs> Simbaloo was the main sponsor. Um, and it was at their stand. They had a few different people there who, I guess, knew something about music, and they made sure that you could <laughs> sing. Uh, but, yeah, it was super awesome, super fun. Nice. And you went to the, the Questathon. The Questathon yes. was rad. The Questathon was amazing. Uh, so Classcraft Questathon was last night. Um, and, and I don't... I'm going to talk about it. I, I don't know how much I'm allowed to talk about it, I'm going to talk about it. Because it was cool. Well, they told, they told us to tweet it out and share it and stuff. So they, um, they're launching a whole like, narrative-driven quest series. Um, so, so they have a quest, and it's got a full narrative, like a, almost like a World of Warcraft quest or whatever. Um, and uh, what, what teachers do is take their learning objectives and their, their lesson plans and kind of attach it to phases of the quest. Mm-hmm. So they build the narrative, you add your material, and it becomes this quest-based learning plan, right? It's pretty cool. Which is amazing. I like that. And what they wanted us to do, they gave us the bones, the, 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 the roots of a quest, and they wanted us to build parts of the quest, and then they're going to merge it all together. We were in tables, and they're going to merge it all together and turn it into like a big epic quest and then they're going to put it on their their portal that they're developing for people to download these quests so the quest that we made last night is going to be used they were like no pressure guys but 60,000 people are going to be using this next year which was really That's crazy. which was really funny so i was at a table with uh with mr isaacs and and alice keeler and we were um tasked with uh 
creating a, a quest um, uh, and the goal was to to find a page that was missing out of this epic book yeah and um, and so we we've developed a, a, a small quest line where we have to find the page and uh, the long story short is that we kind of trolled the rest of the tables a little bit which was kind of you know it's par for the course for me anyways um, we developed our page to be the cipher for all the other pages so you can't you can't complete the quest without getting our page of the book. Um, so our section of the quest line has to be done. So that was, it was pretty, pretty fun. And there's like big names there. Steve Isaacs and Alice Keeler were yeah, there. Yeah, we were, and, we were, we okay. were all there. And Andy um, Severian from, from uh, Teachers Are Professionals oh, yeah. was there. He, he was at our table guys? as well. He, he showed up a little late, but he, he joined in. Um, and and uh, Mr. Isaacs, Steve Isaacs' wife, or, not wife, daughter, sorry, was yeah. there. Uh, at our table, and um, yeah, there was like lots of people. There, it was you know almost a hundred people there. So there was there was about, awesome. there was about eight or nine tables. They do um, such cool events here. I mean, just for to really get you get you out of. I mean, there's all the different sessions that you can attend. Yeah. There's the floor, which is the product floor, which has, like you had talked about before, it's really hustling and bustling. Yeah. It's really active. Yeah. Active based, but then there's all of the events that happen in the evenings. Yeah which they do a really good job about having a ton of different things to go out and do. And most of this time it's free. I mean, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you have to sign up, of course, for different things. And there's like food, yeah, which yeah, is nice. And yeah. most of these are like open bars and stuff. Yeah. So it's a little bit fun. And listen, uh, Sean and Devin are, are rad people and Classcraft is awesome. And so, I mean, these guys really knew how to throw a party and have some fun. And so it was a great time. Yeah, so in bad news, uh, just talk about this for a brief moment. Yeah. Uh, we're going to link an NPR article basically that states uh, there's a Supreme Court decision that just came through about teacher unions. And basically, uh, maybe, in, maybe, maybe just unions in general, but the case was uh, Janice versus AFSCME, right, yeah. uh, which is, uh, I, I'm assuming, a, a union. And what they're basically saying is, like, for example, in Minnesota, if you are a teacher in Minnesota, you can actually opt out of being in the union, but we still take your money. So by we, I mean the union still goes and we still, you still get charged that amount and, and we take that money because we're a unionized state. So what they are, what the Supreme Court ruling states is that um, we that's not legal to do anymore. Yeah. So if someone opts out, you you don't you can't take that money. So what happens is it basically loses some power as far as you know you're not a collective anymore. There are some people that can basically you know opt out. And how many people would opt out to save the you know it's like probably about five hundred dollars a year or something like that. Uh, just off the top of my head, that's what I'm thinking. Is, is when you opt out, of, when you opt out of paying, are you still a member of the union? No, no. you've opted out of. The, You've opted out of the union, yeah. but we still took your money. So we still took the five hundred and forty dollars. Yeah. But so in this new scenario, in the new scenario, you can't take that money. So they basically have destroyed the one. It's a huge, basically, part of it because you have everybody is all working together towards whatever the the results are as far as a union, you know, collective bargaining or whatever it actually might be. And if you don't have that then you become kind of like these states like, uh, that are right-to-work states. They're non-unionized. They still have a union maybe in their states, but they're not 
really influential. They really can't do anything yeah. much more than... And they have no resources because no. people are opting out of pay. Exactly. I mean, so... The resources so, are important. Right. So teachers shouldn't be opting. Like, hopefully this is, a like, for the teachers, your union's important. I mean, you may not like unions, but, you know, when you need it, that's when it's going to be there for you the most, yes. right? They're, that's that's why they exist. That's why they've always existed. And um, so, like, please, don't opt out because... It's going to be interesting to see what the percentage of people that end up, for example, in Minnesota that do end up opting out this next yeah. fall because of this. So we'll be reporting on this story for sure as, as the fall comes up and we start uh, re-enrolling. That's when we re-enroll yeah. uh, into the unions and then see how many people end up just choosing not to be part of it, which is crazy. I mean, there's, there's so many benefits yeah. to being part of the union. I mean, if you just choose one benefit, it's yeah. that you have the backing of the union's lawyers. Yeah, yeah. And there are so many different when uh, you need them. Uh, scenarios that can come up and none of them being your fault that can basically bankrupt you easily mm-hmm. yeah, because yeah. Uh, of, of some sort of you know, legal action taken against you. You never know. So having that, just even if it was just for that, then I, I would say it's a, it's a huge benefit. But there's many, many other reasons why you should... Uh, be opting into your union and, mm-hmm. and paying in. I mean, elections matter, and this is like one of those ultimate. The things that happen in the Supreme Court are are the the ultimate in elections mattering, and this is this is what happens when when you when you lose a Supreme Court justice, or they they had an opening and they could elect one, and now this, and now like literally breaking news, like Anthony Kennedy is retiring, just happened like. 10 minutes ago um, yes. and that's literally another seat that Trump is going to get and now we're now you're in real big trouble yes because these are lifetime appointments and this is the ultimate repercussions of elections mattering and I'm not sure like 2020 doesn't necessarily change this no we'll right to, no, I mean no it's, this is a law now there's a lot of well and there's a lot of young after see because what they're going to do with Kennedy they're going to replace it with another Gorsuch-like person that's sure. that's in their fifties, right? Yep. Like, and now when you look at like, now we just need RBG to hold on for the rest of our life, right? Like, like sh- stick in there, Ruth, because we need you. Because <laughs> yes. I don't know, there's no other young, or there's no other old Democratic-leaning justices, is- right? Yep. Uh, Kagan is young. Stoudemire is young. Youngish, yeah. young enough that they're not going anywhere for a long time. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. RPG, crazy. You're our, you're our last hope. Um, when we come back, uh, we're going to talk. We we had a really exciting conversation with D2L's Jeremy Odger about mm-hmm. um, their association with ISTE and the ISTE uh, U program that's coming up. On Education is brought to you by Audible. Mike, what have you been reading lately? In I suppose you're you're kind of like me, where you have quite a few books that you have on your list. I have too many books on my list. I have <laughs> probably about forty audiobooks on my queue, and um, between listening to podcasts and audiobooks, uh, I am well stocked. Um, lots of cool books are on Audible. Hundreds and thousands of titles, and you can get your own audiobook download for free. Uh, if you go to audibletrial.com slash oneducation, that's audibletrial.com slash oneducation, and you can get a free audiobook download. 
you should go do that like right now. Okay, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, we are here with Jeremy Odger from D2L. Um, welcome. Thanks for joining us. It's great to be here. Yeah. Um, for the people uh, that aren't here and who may not have a whole lot of experience, maybe Google Classroom is like their only um, entry point to, to this kind of stuff. What? Let's give us the rundown. What D2L is, what you guys do uh, in, in, in education. Sure. So, uh, so D2L, uh, we've been around since 1999. Yeah. Uh, we're a learning technology company. Uh, and we work uh, kind of across the learning spectrum, uh, yeah. namely with our platform, which is called Brightspace. Uh, and Brightspace is a, a, a digital learning platform uh, for delivering both online or blended learning experiences. Mm-hmm. So everything from uh, kind of creating and curating content to assessment tools to communication tools, portfolios, you know, parent uh, parent portals, everything you'd imagine that you'd need um, to kind of move either all or, or parts of what would be traditionally done face-to-face in the classroom uh, to the online space. Awesome. Yes. And uh, you guys work across the spectrum, right? In elementary, I assume you do a bit of we elementary, do. but it, definitely uh, a lot of post-secondary and, and, yeah. and, and, and uh, higher learning. So we, we work all the way from pre-readers. We've got actually applications that are specifically designed for, uh, for non-readers, mm-hmm. uh, all the way up through uh, K-12 and into higher education. And actually, we're doing uh, more and more in the, um, kind of the professional sphere, so uh, yeah. professional development and uh, kind of uh, Speaking of that, uh, IST uh, made a big announcement this week at the at the conference that they're going to be really taking it. I mean, it's a pretty impressive dive into professional development, really taking it and grabbing it and, and owning it a little bit more than, than maybe they have in the past. Um, and, and you're going to be a big part of that for sure. So the the ISTU program is a suite of professional development courses. I, I was just looking through the list a few minutes ago, and there's some pretty serious stuff in there. Yes, there and is. So let's talk about um, how you guys got involved and what exactly your role is in ISEU. Sure. So, um, so yeah, they reached out to us as part of an evaluation that they were doing because they wanted to take professional development for, for teachers and administrators um, kind of to the next level. Sure. So they wanted to make a kind of a really personalized, rich um, experience for online learning uh, for their users. And uh, they wanted a platform that could kind of uh, roll with them as they moved into the future. Because one of the things that they were looking to do is not just kind of uh, teach uh, teachers how to use technology in the classroom. Mm -hmm. They also wanted to be kind of an exemplar of what learning with technology could be like. 100%. Um, So, yeah, when they reached out to us and we we looked at what we could do and what they were looking to do, it was really... uh, kind of a really tight match um, and so as we look to the future I mean they're really just launching here at the conference this yeah. week but the, the plans that they have are, are quite impressive and we're looking forward to being a part of it. So how how will people interact with D2L within ISEU like specifically do you have a lot of that nailed down already I'm sure you have most of it nailed down. Yeah so they're just doing uh, kind of pre-registration for the courses now that'll kind of go live over the summer I believe is their time frame but, yeah. but basically we're going to be the system that you log into to take those courses. Okay. Um, so you know they've got a whole suite of courses, some really yeah. cool things around yeah. artificial intelligence and, and things like that. Um, and so we're going to be that platform, uh, both for the the learning experiences uh, within those courses, but also kind of a um, they're building using our technology to build really a cohort-based community 
of teachers. So as you're learning, not you're not just learning on your own yeah. online. There's actually a community that you can collaborate with other professionals who are going through the same learning experience as you are, and, and they'll be using our platform to support that. That's a good idea. Yeah, yep. that's a really good idea. I yeah. mean, just just having that because a lot of times, especially on online courses, it feels like you're isolated. And right. so it's forms, having that, having that, <laughs> right? having that community is super important. Yeah, yes. yeah, and hopefully, you know, you can even you know build lasting relationships with people you might not otherwise run into. Yeah. Uh, you know, with the kind of a, a distributed nature of the users that will be uh, using this platform, um, you know, it's an opportunity to build relationships you might not otherwise have. It's yeah. like in using a Canadian term to think of every AQ I've ever taken. Yeah. And how boring they are, <laughs> and terrible, uh, generally speaking, and. And hopefully, um, uh, the, the the people who are running these things and using uh, can use like all of the tools that you guys have to like their full potential, so that yeah. it becomes more than just people click clacking in a in a forum, right? Which is yeah. a lot of what these AQs are. Is like here's your question, post your answer. Here's your question, post your answer. Which is, I mean, not a fun way to learn for anyone, let alone you know, it's not fun for anyone. Yeah, no, and I think the the interesting thing about uh, the way they've designed a lot of their courses is they're meant to be um, used kind of real-time by teachers in the classroom, right? So there's assignments, um, for example, that they will apply something they're learning in a classroom and then bring that result or feedback nice. yeah. of, their ex of their experience back to that community and uh, as kind of part of the assignment um, so that... You know, across a community of teachers, you can all bring back different experiences, share them, and learn from each other, not just from the content. Or from the course. Actually, this this is a sort of related question, but uh, do you know if ICU will be available in Canada? I, I believe so. Um, I, I believe their intention is to you know kind of go broad across North America, and they're yeah. actually um, leveraging a number of kind of different languages that we support within the platform. So I know their intention is to is to look at uh, other markets for for these courses awesome. as well. Good. All right. Fantastic. Thanks, uh, Jeremy, for coming on. That was awesome. This has been a lot of fun. Lots of good information there. Thank you very no much for joining us. It's great to be here. Awesome. On Education is an on-podcast media production. My name is Mike Washburn. My co-host is Glenn Irvin. You can get in touch with us or ask us questions to answer on air by visiting our website, oneducationpodcast.com. You can tweet us at oneducationpod. Glenn is at Irv Spanish on Twitter. I can be found on Twitter at Mr. Washburn. Our sound engineer is Jake Codeweiss. He's on Twitter at JK Radio. You can find us on Facebook by visiting facebook.com slash oneducationpod. If you're enjoying the show and think others would too, we would be honored if you shared it with them. Please leave us a rating or review in Apple Podcasts or the Google Play Store. When you leave a rating, it gives our rankings a boost. This helps others discover the show. We want to thank our presenting sponsor, Schoology, for supporting us. Check out Schoology.com to learn how they can help you advance what's possible. Thanks as always for listening. Stay awesome. See you soon.